Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know, because that was me, before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now, I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. Hello there, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Health Mystery Solved. As I'm recording this, it's October and fall is definitely in the air. As I look at the coming months and heading into winter, immunity is certainly on many people's minds. Of course, immunity has been on our minds for almost two straight years with everything going on, but there is always an uptick as we head into winter. There is probably little argument about the fact that vaccine or not, COVID is really not going anywhere anytime soon. And as we head into the cold and flu season on top of everything else, supporting our immune system in a way that is natural, safe, and effective is going to be key. I've done a few shows on immunity over the last two years, but because there's always new research, especially on the COVID front, as we have more time to try different things and see what works best, my clients are always asking me, what's the latest? And so today, I want to give you my latest and most updated immune protocol so that you can stay healthy this season. And if you do happen to get sick, I got you covered with the latest protocols to help kick whatever it may be to the curb as quickly as possible. And by the way, if you're enjoying the show and finding these episodes helpful, can you leave a review on iTunes? If you have an extra minute, you can write something. However, if you are super busy, you can just rate the show by clicking the stars. I am so excited to be here week after week to produce this free content for you and the reviews help the show be seen and shown to more people so that they can use this information too. I would really, really appreciate your feedback and ratings. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so for immunity, here is my most updated protocol. There are a few things that are the same as what I spoke about last year. But with all of the new research and having a whole year to really try this, both with myself, my family, and hundreds of clients, I have many more updates, additional recommendations, new products, and dosage updates. So stay tuned till the end and let's dig in. First and foremost, because so many people out there are dealing with autoimmunity, and I know that many who listen to this show have autoimmune diseases, When supporting your immune system, please be mindful of herbs that are stimulating to the immune system. While these may be good for viruses and infections, they make your immune system more active and can create an even stronger autoimmune attack. The big things to keep in mind and ideally avoid if you have autoimmunity are going to be herbs like echinacea, astragalus, reishi or other immune-supporting mushrooms, and elderberry. If you're not sure if you have an autoimmune disease, it's always best to avoid these and go with an autoimmune safe nutrient, and then you really can go wrong with those. Now for those, my first go-to, my power tool, and one that I think many people overlook is vitamin C. I have been using this for years and have been recommending C over the last couple of years with COVID, flus, colds, everything. My recommendation for general immune support for a typical 150-pound adult is anywhere between 1,000 and 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. 
I personally use the C plus Biofizz from Designs for Health, and it makes a really yummy fizzy drink, but there's also capsules. Designs for Health makes something called Stellar C, which is vitamin C with a few bioflavonoids, and that's wonderful. For some sensitive individuals who have digestive issues, vitamin C can sometimes cause looser bowels. So if this happens to you, liposomal vitamin C is a wonderful solution for this problem because it absorbs through the mucous membranes in your mouth first, so it's easier to absorb and less has to go through your digestive system. The only downside is that you have to keep it in the refrigerator, so it's not the best if you're traveling a lot. But otherwise, it's wonderful and many people really like it and it works great. Vitamin C supports the immune system, but it doesn't upregulate it. And that's very important if you have any type of autoimmune disease. It's water soluble. It's generally safe to take these doses unless you're taking specific blood thinners where you would need to speak to your doctor about taking nutritional supplements in general, if that's the case. The protocol changes a bit if you're already sick. And for my clients that contact me when they're symptomatic, and by the way, this goes not just for COVID, but can be applied to any other infection, cold, flu, any respiratory illness. I, along with many of my integrative colleagues, recommend that they increase vitamin C significantly for the course of a week or however long they don't feel well. So what we would wanna do here is you would take vitamin C in divided doses and often. So it would look something like taking anywhere from about 500 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. This could be in the powder form, the liposomal or capsule. And you do that every hour and you do it to bowel tolerance. So what that means is that you do it until essentially you get a looser stool or diarrhea, which is when your body says, hey, I'm saturated, I had enough. You would then stop that and then restart either later that day or the next day. And you would do this for a few days, you know, just two or three days while you're feeling sick. There is a ton of research about high-dose vitamin C in helping fight infections. Now, another thing you can do is you can get vitamin C infusions through an IV. That's great, but of course, that's going to be more expensive, and you have to find someone that can give you that IV, so it's not always as accessible. I find, though, taking vitamin C orally in high dosages if you're sick works really, really well. So if you don't have access to vitamin C IVs, this protocol works really, really well, even taken orally. Now, the next one is vitamin D. And vitamin D is imperative for many different things, specifically your immune system. Most people tend to have lower vitamin D, especially as we head into winter. The dosage of vitamin D is going to vary unless you know your actual vitamin D status, and that is with a blood test. Ideally, I would like to see people anywhere between 50 and 80 on a blood test. The lab range for vitamin D is between 30 and 100, so it's a really wide range and we want to be somewhere in the middle of that range. If, however, you don't know your vitamin D levels and you've also not supplemented with vitamin D recently, and especially if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, 5,000 IUs of vitamin D would typically be recommended. Vitamin D is huge in balancing the immune system, which is why it is so wonderful for illness prevention, but also to keep the immune system in the place of homeostasis to help prevent upregulations on your own tissues if or when an infection strikes. Vitamin D should ideally come with vitamin K. This way, we prevent calcification of tissues and organs. And so I use vitamin D in liquid form for those who have issues with fat-soluble vitamins, and I also use vitamin D Supreme, which is a capsule for everyone else. 
Now, there are some people who have very low levels and they can seem to get their levels up no matter what they do. So for those people, I use a different liquid. It's from Designs for Health and it's called HypoEmulCD. Hypo stands for high potency. This D is amazing. It gets your levels up quickly and it really, really works well. The only thing is this vitamin D does not have any vitamin K in it. This liquid is very potent. So one drop, so not a full dropper full, but just one drop of this D contains 2000 IUs. So typically people may do anywhere from two to three, maybe four drops, but I always recommend doing this while either taking K separately or checking your multivitamin because most multivitamins do contain vitamin K. And as long as yours does, then you don't even really need an extra K. You can just take this high potency D along with your multivitamin. If you don't have a recent blood test, please ask your doctor to check your vitamin D level at your next appointment when possible. So this way you can tailor the dose to your specific results. Now the next nutrient is zinc. This is not a new recommendation and it has been widely talked about online and in the media. And so many people have been taking extra zinc. However, what many don't realize is that zinc mainly stays outside the cell and for optimal immune support, especially if you're already sick, getting zinc into the cell will help to actually deactivate the virus. There is a medication that has been used off-label for COVID over the last two years. And interestingly, one of the mechanisms of this medication is that it acts as a zinc ionophore. And what it does is it helps to get zinc into the cell. However, medications can be controversial, especially when they're used off-label. And of course, you also need a doctor to prescribe it. So there's a few issues that come up there. But we have something else that can help zinc get into the cell, and that is quercetin. Quercetin is completely natural, no prescription necessary, and it does not have any controversy around it. Quercetin is great for getting zinc into the cell and accomplishes exactly what we need. I use the Designs for Health Quercetin and Nettles blend, and I recommend 250 milligrams to about 500 milligrams daily. This dose can be doubled and you can take up to a thousand milligrams of quercetin if you are already sick for about a week or so to help fight the virus quicker and more efficiently. And this is not just for COVID again, this could be used for colds, for flus, or any respiratory infection. Zinc and quercetin are definitely a power couple and a great combination. And quercetin is something that I've added to my protocol a bit more recently, probably in the last six months or so, because I'm seeing such great results when taking both zinc and quercetin together, both for prevention and also healing from infection. With zinc though, please keep in mind that zinc will push out copper. So you want to make sure that those minerals are in balance. If you've been taking zinc for a long time and have not balanced it with copper, please be sure that you have a little bit of extra copper in a multivitamin or you can get copper separately. Copper deficiency can potentially lead to bacterial infections and problems with the blood and even things like aneurysms. A hair test is a great way to measure levels of both zinc and copper. So if you're worried, you can always consider running a hair analysis. It's quick, it's easy, and it's not very expensive. I'll put a link in the show notes of how you can order a test on your own if that's something that you wanted to do. When you get your results, or if you already have recent hair test results, you would want to look at not just the individual zinc and the copper level, but actually the ratio of the two. Ideally, the zinc to copper ratio on a hair test should be right around eight. So if your levels are lower than eight, then you can use more zinc. However, if you are above eight, you would need to be sure 
that you take extra copper along with the zinc. And you can even do that with having a multivitamin that has copper in it. My next biggie is garlic. And I love it because it works well and it works quickly. And I typically don't see many side effects with it. Garlic has not only antiviral properties, but also antimicrobial properties. And in general, it can work on bacteria, yeast, and other bugs in addition to viruses. I don't recommend taking garlic long-term for general immune support, unless of course you're working with a specific protocol with your practitioner. But for immunity, I like using it as needed if you're around those who are sick, or maybe you've been exposed to something, or if you feel like you're coming down with something, and of course, if you're already sick. And I like doing this better than taking it ongoing. The reason for this is that it can affect your microbiome, and using it for months and months is not good, plus your body can get used to it, and then you may not have the same effect when you are actually sick. There are tons of garlic supplements on the market, and I have tried so many over the years. My go-to, my absolute favorite, and the one that I think is really the best, hands down, is Alimax. I like it because it's a patented allicin extract, which is very potent, and it has absolutely no odor. And if you've taken garlic pills before, you probably know that it's not always fun for others that are around you. So this one is different. You don't burp up garlic. It doesn't really taste like garlic. It doesn't make you smell like garlic. It's definitely a good thing. I recommend four to six capsules of Alimax a day for the duration of the illness or for a few days if you're just feeling off or around people that are sick. I take it every so often myself, sometimes if Jake comes home from school with a runny nose or if I'm feeling off. It works so well and so quickly. I actually even give it to Jake and Juliet when they need it. It comes in capsules, but I open the capsule and I put a little on the spoon and then I mix it with a little bit of walnut milk or sometimes I'll put it in some applesauce and they take it and they're used to it. It's their garlic supplement and they know that if their nose is runny, they take it and then they usually feel better within a day or two. I used to also recommend oregano and I still like oregano for sure. But I just find that garlic works so well and so quickly that I'm finding a bit less use for the oregano. But of course, if you have oregano at home, that's still very good and you can definitely take it. There are two others that have been staples for me, both at home and in my practice in the last five or six months. And these are liposomal glutathione and SPMs. Glutathione is a powerful antioxidant and immune balancer. It's great for everyday use, and I typically recommend a teaspoon a day. Or if you're sick, you can increase that to one teaspoon twice a day. Now for glutathione, there's a lot of different brands. I use the Apex brand. It's called trisomal glutathione. I find it to be the most potent and best absorbed out of all of the ones that I've tried. And it's actually also pretty tasty. Glutathione is sulfur-based, and so some brands are not the yummiest. But this one is really pretty good. SPMs stand for probe-resolving mediators, and they literally go in and resolve inflammation. I think it's one of my favorite vitamins these days. And I know I said that about the garlic and some of the others, but I think this protocol really includes all of my favorites that I use day in and day out. SPM is great at dealing with all types of inflammation, so the immune system is more balanced. I use one gel cap per day for overall immune support and balance and up to six a day if you're sick for about a week. What's really cool about SPMs is that I found it to work really great for autoimmune flares, such as a Hashimoto's flare-up and any other upticks in autoimmunity. You would take six gel caps a day for about seven or 10 days, and then you can lower to one to three a day for maintenance. I use it myself and I really, really like it. 
there are two main companies that make SBMs, Metagenics and Designs for Health. Metagenics was first to market with it, and then Designs for Health got theirs. While they're similar, the Metagenics one is more potent, but it's also a bit more expensive. The GFH one is a bit cheaper, but it has a slightly smaller dosage, so you may need to take a bit more, and I think probably it would all equal out in price. But I'm going to put links to both of them in the show notes so that you can check them out. Our microbiome is another key for the immune system, and having a balanced and a well-diversified microbiome can make a huge difference. For this, I really like Ars Coso. It's something I've been using myself and getting really good results. So it's a Japanese fermented drink made from more than 100 different vegetables, fruits, and plants. What's really important to know about gut flora is that it needs to be diversified and plant fibers are what helps to feed these bugs. The problem is that most of us eat the same thing time and time again, so we really don't get as much variety. And so sometimes I have people do a veggie mash to help with this, and that's great, but it does take a lot of time. And so this is a much simpler solution, and it has so many benefits for the immune system, digestion, and overall health, because so much of it starts in the gut. I actually liked it so much that I got a coupon from them. So if you wanted to try it, you can get 10% off your order with code ENA10 at www.rscoso.com. So it's just the letter R, the letter S, and then K-O-S-O.com. I'm going to put all of this in the show notes as well. Then there is Silversilin, and it is still on my list from last year and really from years prior as well. Silversilin is a liquid silver, and what do I not use silver for? Silver is a powerful antimicrobial, and it can be used orally or topically. This is another one that I don't recommend long-term for immunity unless you're working on a specific protocol, and I use it orally for a few days if I'm sick or feeling down or if exposed. And I recommend one to two tablespoons a few times a day for a couple of days. Silversilin is also amazing when used topically. I've used it on pimples, rashes, burns, cuts, you name it. A big recommendation I still have for immunity is keeping our nasal passages clean and clear. So I'm a big fan of nasal irrigation. I use the Neil Medi, which is similar to the Neti Pot, but in my opinion, I think it's just a lot easier to use. And so what I do is I actually put one tablespoon of silversilin and I mix that with the distilled water and the salt solution. And that just gives a really nice boost of antimicrobial activity. It works great. And I think every household should have a bottle of silversilin handy for any of those uses. I'm going to post all of the instructions for all of the supplements I discussed in the show notes so that you have everything. So don't worry, if you're multitasking, you don't have to take notes. We also have a 10% coupon for all of our Designs for Health products, and you can use it as many times as you like, not just on your first order. Just use code DFH10, DFH stands for Designs for Health, so it's DFH10, use that at checkout, and it will take 10% off on all of your orders on our practice website, completenutritionandwellness.com. The last, but certainly not least, and probably my biggest recommendation is to be aware of your mindset and your stress levels. You may already know, as I speak about this very often on the show, but there is this inverse relationship between cortisol, which is our stress hormone, and our immune system. When stress is high and cortisol is up, our immunity goes down. It's honestly as simple as that. So anything you can do to keep your cortisol down and your stress lower is going to be key for your immune system. 
And as much as I love supplements, I always say that all the supplements in the world will probably not do as much if you're super, super stressed. So anything you can do to lower your nervous system, such as breathing, meditation, taking time for yourself, listening to music, dancing, laughing, you name it, that is going to help. So try to really make it a multifaceted approach. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, yeah, yeah, I know I'm stressed. Who isn't stressed? It's a way of life. I get it. But please do keep in mind that stress is likely affecting you more than you probably realize and your immune system is the first that can go. So don't underestimate the power of stress reduction. So even small things like taking a few breaths, reframing things, or just taking a few minutes to yourself to look out the window, watch the trees, look at the sky, that's going to be very, very helpful. And remember that stress is all about perception. Two people can experience the exact same event, but their perception and therefore how they see or speak about it both to themselves and to others is going to make a big difference. So for example, if something happens and you get upset, which is of course, okay, you don't want to feel your feelings, but if you yell, scream and use words like, I can't believe this happened to me or why is this happening? Or I'm so unlucky. That's going to be very different than using words that are a little bit less charged. So saying something like I'm disappointed or maybe asking a question, okay, this happened, but what can I do about it? What's the next step, right? You see the difference in how that sounds? So I know that a lot is going on and overall fear is way higher than it used to be over the last almost two years now with COVID and everything else. A simple cold can be nerve wracking these days. I get it. But remember that no matter what goes on, no one can take away your power. And that is your power to support your body and your immune system so that you can deal with whatever comes your way in the coming months. So to help our immunity, Let's get our diets in check, take the right nutrients that are both effective and safe, manage our stress and create a more positive mindset. Adapt the attitude that you can and that you will stay healthy this winter and that your body is strong. You got this. If you found this episode helpful, please share this with family and friends so they too can get all of the facts. And as always, keep in mind, the answers are out there and there is hope. I'm Ina Toppler. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next time on Health Mystery Solved. All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.